Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of Salsa's new podcast. I'm Ben Lyon, the Salsa Labs. So why did we decide to do a podcast? Well, our plan is to feature interesting conversations, impactful tips and insights, and general cool stuff about the nonprofit community. Sometimes that means we'll get to introduce you to some of Salsa's awesome clients. Other times we'll be visiting with our friends around the industry. I want to take a second here to introduce everyone to Wendy Levine joining me today. Salsa's Director of Marketing. Anything to add, Wendy? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, I think we're just so excited to do a podcast as a different way of communicating with everyone. It's a chance to talk to our customers in a way that we don't usually uh, talk to them when we're doing, you know, blog posts and things like that. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So you sat down with a pretty interesting Salsa customer this week, the Delaware Humane Association. Tell us about it. They are amazing. So the Delaware Humane Association held uh, an event called the Inauguration, which I bet you a lot of people listening to us heard of. It was a celebration of the fact that we were going to have the first shelter pet living in the White House. And the Delaware Humane Association placed Joe and Joe Biden's dog, Major, um, you know, with the Bidens. So the the inauguration was a party that started out as a small idea and quickly turned into this viral event that ended up with, you know, Josh Groban writing a song and asking them on Twitter whether he could he could participate. So it was it was a pretty amazing story. That is that is cool. That would check both boxes. Uh awesome client and cool stuff in the industry. So why don't we go ahead and uh, let's see how it went. With the inauguration of President Joe Biden, pets have once again been welcomed back into the White House. One of Joe and Joe Biden's two German Shepherds, Major, also represented a first. He's believed to be the first rescue dog in the White House. Today, we're going to learn how this small fact grew into a massive event that raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for shelter pets. So joining us today from the Delaware Humane Association, the organization that placed major with the Bidens, are Daniel Condalusi-Smith, Delaware Humane's Director of Philanthropy, and Corey Topal, the organization's Marketing Manager. Uh, Daniel and Corey, I am so excited to talk with you both today because you pulled off what every marketer and fundraiser dreams of, uh, a truly viral event. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're pumped to be here with you, Wendy. Great. Thank you. I thought we could start out, Daniel, um, you've spent your whole career in the nonprofit space. Uh, before we get into the inauguration, uh, I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Delaware Humane Association. What makes it special? Sure. Um, so Delaware Humane Association, or DHA, we were established in 1957. Uh, by a group of passionate, animal-loving volunteers uh, who wanted to make a difference for animals in Delaware. Um, we've been around since then, doing great things in our community. Um, we've really grown over the years. We're now a $2.2 million organization. Um, we have a beautiful state-of-the-art facility that's just about five years old that's um, based in Wilmington, Delaware. We have a second location in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware that we just renovated. Um, the thing that really, you asked what makes us special, the thing that really makes us special is that all animal welfare organizations like DHA are out there um, 
to help animals. But DHA really takes a people-centric approach to it. We really care about our community. We care about the people. We care about the relationships that we're building um, with the animals and the people. So we're not just going to place an animal with the first person who comes through the door. We're going to make sure that that's the right match for them, um, both for the animal and for the person. Um, we have a slew of programs that are to help people in our community. Um, and I think that's really what, what sets us apart is that we really care about the people just as much as we care about the animals. Yeah, you have one of the coolest programs I have ever heard of with the Humane Society. I think it's called your Community Wellness Program. Um, it's called One Health Delaware. And it's, um, we are one of, I believe, one of five shelters in the country who, who runs this program. Um, and it, it really is about bridging animal and human health care. So we have um, a health clinic that takes place once a month. Now, I should say this is before COVID times. We've had to adjust because of COVID. Um, but we'll get back to what it normally is. Um, but it takes place once a month. And it's in the two lowest income zip codes of Delaware. So you have to live in one of those zip codes in order to be served by this program. And it gives free comprehensive uh, pet care to to these people, um, which is really amazing. We, we bring um, people from all over the community to be a part of this program. So we partner with a local medical community center that's just down the street from where we are. It's in the same neighborhood as us. Um, and we partner with the University of Pennsylvania, University of Delaware, Wilmington University, and um, provide this this free pet care. So and and also lots of veterinarians in the community. So what one thing that the vets who volunteer their time at this clinic tell us is that it's so fulfilling for them because in their daily jobs, so much of the decisions are being made by the wallet. So this procedure, your your pet really needs this procedure, but there's sticker shock to it. So we'll do this instead. Um, and that does not come up here because it's really just about there's funding to make sure that we can do whatever needs to be done for this pet. So the conversation is just truly about what is best for them. Um, so it's really fulfilling to be able to do that work. But then there's a whole people component to it where we do health screenings um, while they're there because these these are people who care so much about their pets that they they care more about their pet's health than their own. Um, so. Yeah, the people are actually getting the health screenings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they will they will show up to get Fluffy, their beloved cat, <laughs> all the treatment that they could possibly get for Fluffy. Um, but while they're there, we we also that's part of the the um, the partnership with these universities is also having people from their nursing program there who are doing screenings and having conversations about stopping smoking that's one of the easiest conversations for them there because um these are people that when you when you frame it as did you realize that when you're smoking that pack a day in the living room with fluffy right next to you you're also affecting fluffy's health now all of a sudden they're like oh well maybe i should go outside or maybe i should slow down or maybe i should just stop altogether. can you help me with that and so it's really allowing us to have conversations about um, are you your own prescriptions? Are you medicating yourself properly? And um, 
So there have been a, a couple situations where people have been taken right to the hospital because they've been an AFib or um, it's something found wrong with their um, blood pressure. There have been a lot of situations of lessening the smoking or stopping smoking, um, just really good. And, and also fixing things with um, medications that they just simply weren't They've been on medications for years. They got into a routine and kind of swayed away from how they should be taking their meds. And by coming to One Health, we can have a conversation with them and get them back on track um, because they love their animals so much there. They'll also come to the people side. That's amazing. And I, you know, I, there's a cost to providing these services to um, supporting the animals that you serve and um, so I, I wanted to jump into the inauguration event that you had, which was a fundraising event to raise money for your shelter. Um, but Corey, um, this event was everywhere. Uh, it, I, you know, it seemed like every media outlet uh, was running the story leading up to uh, President Biden's inauguration. Um, can you tell us how the idea for this event started? Did you think it would be this big? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's important to say right off the bat that while, you know, any marketer when starting a new campaign, um, I think when they get going, the hope is always that this will be bigger than what we anticipate, right? That there's the potential for something to go viral. Um, I'll be the first to say none of us ever anticipated that this event would garner the type of attention that it ultimately did. Um, I think back in November, even before it was announced that Joe Biden would be elected our next president, we saw such a strong response, not just from the media, but from our community as well. Um, the excitement around not only dogs being back in the White House, but the first shelter dog ever heading to the White House. Um, we saw it as an opportunity to really educate and talk about the importance of well, why does this matter that the first shelter dog is heading to the White House? It shines a light on the important work that animal adoption centers and animal rescue centers all over the world do each and every day. Um, and we hoped, I think, you know, looking back now, um, we didn't even realize how big it would get, but the hope there was that it would shine light on the importance of animal adoption. Um, but internally, um, before the inauguration event even came to be, we had been talking about we know there's a lot of interest around the inauguration and Major and his brother Champ heading to the White House. So what can we do? We, we knew we wanted to do something special. Um, and we knew that folks were so interested in dogs heading back to the White House. So as we got closer to the holidays, which is always a very busy time for DHA, um, sure enough, an email popped into our inbox one day um, from a, an organization called Pumpkin Pet Insurance. I personally had never heard of them. They were a newer pet insurance company that had launched just in under a year ago um, during the pandemic, actually. And they were the ones who initially pitched us on this idea of, hey, why don't we do something to celebrate Major Biden in a collaborative way? And let's call it the inauguration. So they were really the ones that came up with this initial concept. That's where we got the conversation rolling from there. So Daniel, our executive director, Patrick Carroll and myself hopped on a call and we, while we, we knew we wanted to do something around inauguration, we loved right off the bat inauguration. I mean, come on, that's genius. 
Um, but we had never heard of pumpkin pet insurance and we were admittedly a bit apprehensive at first. Is this the right partner? Um, you know, we also at DHA partner with other pet insurance companies already. Um, but we got on a call with them and I think it's safe to say right off the bat, we just really hit it off with them. Um, they were smart, they were engaging, they were excited. They shared the same passion for animals and majors wags to riches tail that we did. And um, the rest is really history from there. So I think if it wasn't for Pumpkin Pet Insurance initially reaching out with this initial concept, none of this would have happened. So I think it's important to really say that, um, you know, we're so grateful for all of this happening because Pumpkin Pet initially reached out to us. And what was really fantastic was um, once we got those initial conversations going, it was really a collaborative effort every step of the way. We worked hand in hand with Pumpkin's leadership team, with their marketing team, with their creative team to develop the copy, the creative, the, the timeline. Um, we went on to eventually then pitch other participants to join um, such as Sir Darius Brown, young animal philanthropist who DHA already had a great relationship with and we love so much. Eventually Josh Groban, which is a whole other story in itself. But um, I guess to get back to your initial question, it couldn't have happened without pumpkin pet insurance. And no, we did not anticipate it getting to the level um, of notoriety that it did. But boy, are we grateful it did turn out that way. It was amazing. I know everyone at Salsa was talking about it here and watching. Um, this this event you had, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, over 10,000 people attend the virtual event or watch it online on YouTube? Yes. So we had over 10,000 people initially sign up to attend the live virtual event. For the actual call, we had around 8,000 folks tune in live, I believe on the actual Zoom call. Um, once we exceeded that 10,000 limit, um, we then decided to simultaneously live broadcast the event on Pumpkin's YouTube channel as well. So there were thousands and thousands of additional people tuning in live on the YouTube channel live stream in addition to the Zoom call. My favorite part was that you had an election for the Secretary of Rescue Dogs. <laughs> That's right, with none other than Sir Darius Brown, which if anyone is tuning in today and is not familiar with his work, I could cry talking about him. The fact that we had the opportunity to work with him is a dream come true for me personally. He's 13 years old. Um, he was moved several years back by the devastation that hurricanes uh, throughout the South caused and in displacing animals. And Darius, who had learned how to sew thanks to his mother and sister, thought, why don't I start sewing bow ties for dogs so when then they are photographed, they look more handsome and or, or beautiful or spiffy and put together, and it will incentivize folks to want to adopt them. Um, he went on to then found his own company, uh, Bow and Paws, and has really just become a leader in the animal advocacy world at only 13 years old. He's a personal hero of mine. That's amazing. So you had a plan with, with Pumpkin and, and uh, the other companies you were working with to market this event originally. How did that plan change, if at all, once it really picked up steam and became a, a viral event? Sure. So I think 
the plan really stayed true on course throughout the lead up. And especially once we announced uh, via press release and across social media and the news cycle started to pick up the story. Um, fortunately, we all, because we had been working on this collaboratively and we got along so well, we were able to stay true to course. Um, but of course, as it continued to grow, there were certain needs that popped up that we didn't anticipate originally. Um, for example, we knew there were certain limitations with the number of folks that could tune in on a Zoom call. Um, fortunately, the, the amazing crew at Zoom caught wind of this event and they were able to eventually offer us um, sort of a sponsorship in a way to allow up to 10,000 folks to tune into the call. We had our own dedicated support team with Zoom. Again, I think a lot of people were just inspired by Major's story and it was such a feel good story that I think we had all collectively been lacking for a long time. So people just wanted to jump in and help however they could. Um, I'd be lying if we said that there weren't last minute changes up until probably about 20 minutes before the call, but it was nothing monumental or earth shattering. Um, again, because we had such a steadfast team and we were all so passionate about the cause, um, it really ended up being pretty a pretty seamless event. From uh, the, the public view, it was amazing. Um, you were trending on Twitter that day, the day of the event at number 19. And I'm from Pittsburgh. And one of the things I noticed was that the day you did this event, there were NFL playoff games. And you were trending higher than some of the hashtags that were dealing with the NFL playoff games. So I thought that was pretty impressive in and of itself. Love that. I actually, I knew we were trending really high that day. Daniel, maybe you knew this. I did not realize we were trending higher than other football games, which is personally music to my ears. Love to hear it. Not all of the hashtags, but it was, you were trending, you were way up there. <laughs> I did not realize that it was that high. That's awesome. <laughs> so typically events like these take months and months of planning, detailed project plans, a little bit of stress, a lot of stress. Um, is that what your experience was? Because I got the impression maybe it wasn't. You know, it really wasn't. And I know Daniel will have some things to add to this too. But um, I think the everyone's really sick of hearing these words after you know the past year with COVID, flexibility and pivot. But truly, they're relevant words for us here. Again, because we were working in tandem with the fantastic team at Pumpkin Pet Insurance and also a really wonderful PR group, Dini Von Muffling uh, Communications based in New York, uh, we just felt really supported. And we knew, we knew what we were aiming to create. We knew the deadline and uh, certainly things popped up here and there that um, you know, caused us to have to stop or maybe rework rework an idea. Uh, you know, we had our whole social campaign planned out. There were a few days that we ended up switching launch days and a little bit of messaging, but overall it was really wonderful. And again, I think we were just in a really fortunate position because we all had this shared vision of wanting to celebrate this historical moment of the first shelter dog ever heading to the White House. And we were all such and are such rather animal lovers um, it was pretty smooth sailing. And uh, again, I, you know, it was it was such a great turnout. But I think because we all shared that same passion, um, it made things pretty, pretty easy. So in addition to 
to the passion and the love for the animals. I think it was a really beautiful ma marriage of three organizations, DHA, Dini's PR team, and Pumpkin Pet Insurance, of these three entities all together, just by their very nature, are very flexible, it seems. Like we all, um, we, you know, some places you'll, you'll have a plan and if God forbid something happens, it's, oh no, we gotta stick to the plan. Um, we just kind of rolled with it. And so as this grew for, I mean, the original goal for the event was to get a thousand people onto a Zoom call. They were hoping to break the record with Guinness, um, the Guinness World Record of having the biggest pet um, Zoom call ever. So that would have been a thousand. We did, but it was it, it started out very humble. We just we just wanted to get a thousand people on, donate ten dollars to get onto this call. It probably would have been a five or ten minute thing of just like, hey, we're all here, yay, Major's going to the White House. But as as Jill came on from NBC and um, Josh Groban and Sardarius, and it just became bigger. And the next thing you know, there's 12,000 people <laughs> registered for this event. Um, but I think that it takes the, the willingness to be flexible, the willingness to kind of just go with the flow. And I think that's, um, one of the things that's really nice about DHA is that we do tend to just kind of go with the flow. Um, and because all three of us were in that same kind of mindset, it really benefited the event very, very well. It worked. Yeah. So your initial goal then was about $10,000 for this event to raise $10,000? Yes. <laughs> what did you end up raising? We ended up raising, so that we can identify directly, we raised um, a little over $202,000 from it, um, which is huge. To give you perspective, pre-COVID, January 2020, um, we raised... I want to say 85,000 in the entire month of January. So for us, and that was through our normal um, giving. So not, not a lot. Usually people are coming off of the holidays. Our giving goes way down. Um, and so to now be <laughs> having $202,000 by the second week, the end of the second week of January, in addition to all of the regular fundraising we were doing was incredible it's just incredible especially after a year like um last year that was so scary um it was a great way to start the year and, and you believe this event also affected and helped other um animal shelters in the country throughout the country yeah we we had so many of our uh, friends at other shelters reaching out to us and new friends, people that we've never known before, reaching out to us and thanking us for doing this event and drawing attention to um, to rescue animals and shelter animals. Um, it I don't know that it resulted in the financial impact that it had at DHA, but I, I do know that there were a lot of organizations telling us that they were getting a lot of donations that were in honor of major or donors were saying to them, I'm making this donation because I saw the inauguration, but I'm in Utah and I wanted to donate to my shelter instead of one across the country. Um, and it was, it was just, it ended up being this 
kind of nationwide pep rally for animals, um, for shelter animals. Um, it, it really kind of morphed into this, this beautiful, unexpected thing. And I believe you had donations come in from every one of our 50 states and multiple countries as well. Yeah, I think it was something like five, five or six different countries, um, which it, it was a new, you know, it presented a new challenge when we're, when we're thinking about salsa and how we use salsa CRM and salsa engage, um, this was the first time that we had someone from London reaching out to us saying, I can't make a donation on your website because it doesn't have the, it was only giving <laughs> American options. Yeah. So it, it was, I think that was the first, it was someone from the UK reached out and, um, said that they couldn't make a donation and we're like, oh yeah, I guess we need to add the country <laughs> onto there, um, so that we can process your donation. I think the furthest away was Australia. We had a donation from Australia, um, which also was really fascinating and exciting to see that, um, this was an American thing. It was our American president elect and his dog, but there was so much excitement from around the world of, and people would share their stories too and say, I, I just moved to Canada a couple years ago. I'm so excited. Um, and then there were people who never have even been here that just saw it and loved it. And were so excited that they said, I'm in Australia, but here's a hundred dollar donation. Um, so it was, it was really incredible. Um, and a nice, it, it was just very uplifting. So you used salsa then to collect the donations for this event. Did we you did. have to do anything, add any technology or do anything new from a website standpoint or, um, you know, other than adding the country to your farm? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was really the only thing we used salsa. Um, I was nervous at first. We're a little nonprofit. So we have the resources that we have and, um, not a whole lot of resources to go. I, I was afraid working with a PR firm from New York and a pet insurance company that they were going to want some super fancy, um, platform. And I'm like, well, our, our platform works. It's nice, but if you want something else, you'll have to look for something else. But, um, it was perfect. We, we looked, we considered using, um, setting it up as an events page, but ultimately what they wanted to do with it, it worked better just to do it as a regular donation page. Um, and that's what we did. We just added the country field, um, customized it for, for this event. And that was it. That's great. Was, was there anything you would do differently or, and, or any advice you have for another nonprofit, especially not a huge nonprofit that is, planning an event that starts to go viral. Um, anything you'd do differently? Any advice you'd have? Uh, I, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, that willingness to go with the flow was huge. Um, because if, if, again, if we had a plan and, and had to stick to that plan to a T, um, this thing wouldn't have grown to what it was at all. Um, we were willing to let it go and to go with the flow. So that, that was huge. Um, I don't know, Corey, do you have any, anything that you would do differently or give advice on? Yeah, it's a really great question. I think, um, one of the big learning lessons I know on our end that we had was to really, and 
I think this is something DHA already does really well. I mean, we're very active on social media. We have a combined reach of almost 50,000 folks across Instagram and Facebook. Um, but really, as the event, as in the inauguration started to go viral, we were really trying to closely pay attention to see what folks were saying about inauguration. And we use that information to kind of better inform um, the narrative that we continue to have as we continue to promote it and think about, or are there any other things that we can add to this event last minute that will really kind of um, speak to what folks who are so excited about out there, you know, speak to what they're, what they're looking for or perhaps what they're anticipating. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, we, I think, really hoped that we'd figure out some type of way to get the real deal, actual Major Biden involved with the call. We know his dad was very busy around that time getting prepared for his own inauguration himself. Uh, there were a few folks who I think were disappointed that perhaps Major wasn't actually physically present on the call, but that was never something we explicitly said. It's not how we marketed this event. This was really always intended to be a celebration of Major and a celebration of uh, shelter dogs, the underdog all over the world. Um, so I don't think there are really any regrets. My advice would just be to listen to the response of the people who are supporting this event, especially when it's a fundraising initiative. Um, and you know, you just want to listen to what people are saying and, and looking for and allow that to inform your path forging forward. Okay. And maybe for the folks that didn't tune into the inauguration, Corey, could you just take a couple seconds and explain overall what the event was? Absolutely. So the inauguration was a live virtual event to celebrate Major Biden's Wags to Riches journey and tale from shelter dog to the White House. It was hosted by Jill Martin of the Today Show, we had some special guests, including Sir Darius Brown, young philanthropist, and Josh Groban, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter performer who write his who wrote his own original version uh, of a, a a song called "How Much Is That Doggy in the Window," which was really special. Um, but again, at the end of the day, the inauguration served to celebrate the first shelter animal ever heading and making its way to the White House. Great. Um, okay. Would you guys be up for a round of rapid fire questions? We're ready for it. Daniel and I are excited for this. <laughs> okay. I think I might know the answer to this first one. Um, Corey, dogs or cats? Cats. Kitty girl. Daniel? Yeah. I used to say cats, but now I would say dogs. <laughs> You're a dachshund guy, right? I am. <laughs> Um, Daniel, biking or kayaking? Biking. How about you, Corey? Biking or kayaking? Also biking, although I do love a good kayak session. So, Corey, music festival or art exhibit? Art exhibit. How about you, Daniel? Music festival or art exhibit? I love music, but uh, probably art. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vegan or barbecue, Daniel? This one's 
tough because I don't eat red meat, but I do love barbecue flavor. <laughs> um, I will, I'll go with barbecue. Okay. How about you, Corey? Vegan or barbecue? This question Daniel and I were talking about before we got on this podcast, admittedly, uh, for me, I'll have to go vegan. Nice. Okay. Last question. Um, Corey, who was your first pet? That was Sandy. She was my beautiful, lumpy, orange kitty my parents found in the parking lot of my dad's work two years before I was even born. I had her until I was in 10th grade in high school. So she lived a long, beautiful life. And we actually have a picture of her in my husband's office. He never even met her and he loved Sandy just as much as I loved her. So Sandy. Oh, that's a great story. How about you, Daniel? My very first pet, um, I unfortunately only had for a couple of years because of a tragic <laughs> incident, but um, my very first pet was a uh, black cat with white paws named Milo. Um, I should say its name changed a lot because I, I remember reading a book where there was a pe an animal named Peppermint Stick. So I came home from school that day and told my mom that the cat is now named Peppermint Stick. Um, <laughs> I would see something on TV. The, at one point, the cat's name was Timothy, but I think Milo was the cat's name for the longest and was certainly the name when Milo left us. So um, it was a cat named Milo. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. You've both been awesome. Uh, congratulations again on the inauguration event. I can't wait to see what you guys do next year. <laughs> Thank you. Stay tuned. Thank you so much, Wendy. We really appreciate you having us on and letting us share our story. Thank you, guys. So, Wendy, an interesting conversation. Probably one of the most unique fundraising campaigns I've seen. Um, and I mean, really, how often does someone have an actually viral fundraising moment? Yeah, is, this was really cool. I thought the most interesting thing they talked about was the fact that this event just kind of grew organically. They did not set out to make this a big event. Um, they literally had Josh Groban reaching out to them on Twitter and saying, hey, can I be a part of this? Um, and I, I just think that their, um, their advice to let these things grow naturally take advantage of everything you know that you can take advantage of and talk to all of the people that are reaching out but don't stress over the minute details i thought was was really interesting because whenever i've done an event i've stressed over the minute details so i thought that was pretty cool so if you want to see more of the great work these folks are doing check them out at www.delawarehumane.org and on that note it looks like we made it through our very first podcast if you'd like to learn a little more about Salsa and how we're helping our clients engage and change the world with smart engagement, visit us at salsalabs.com. See you next time on Tips with Salsa.